Hi, and thanks for tuning in to Location Intelligence on HXGN Radio. I'm your host, Rob Mott. In this final episode of our podcast series about geospatial careers and professional development, we'll be focusing on the range of programs and support resources that Hexagon Geospatial and Hexagon U.S. Federal have in place for the academic community. Today, I'll be talking with Mike Lean, Global Education Manager of Hexagon's Geospatial Division, and Elliot Ferguson, Vice President of Geospatial at Hexagon U.S. Federal, as they highlight these aspects. First, let's start with Mike. Hey, Mike, and welcome back. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me again. All right. Well, let's get started by um, having you sort of give a high-level overview of the key educational support programs that are available through Hexagon Geospatial. Sure. So the Hexagon Geospatial U program, so the U stands for university, is the like the general name for the program in its entirety. So they're not only software bundles that you can purchase to use our technology, but this also includes grants, partnerships with usually um, nonprofit or other academic institutions, certified training centers and certified trainers. So it's all encompassing. We also have a set of curriculum, and this includes step-by-step -step tutorials, also example data, which is sometimes hard to come by free data, as well as PowerPoints to introduce the sections, and these are what professors or lecturers can use to introduce this curriculum. So this is a really great way for new universities who are coming onto our programs to start using the software straight out of the box. Um, you can also use this curriculum or the tutorials as a template and then insert your own local data projections and so forth so that you aren't stare, like starting from a blank slate and a, a, an, an empty screen to write a, a lab exercise. If you've ever developed a tutorial or you know, you know, you know the time and the effort that it, that it takes to document every single step, and the time that it takes that every release there are minor changes in the software so that documentation all has to be reviewed and updated so at hexagon we do this for you so that you can simply use this curriculum straight out of the box and begin teaching um, the software if you choose don't forget the free e-training modules so these are short tutorials um, that you can watch usually five to 15 minutes long to learn how to do specific processes those are on our website there's also a set of spatial models and these spatial models can be found to be able to download not only download but then you can save them you can reuse them you can string them together they are great learning tools so there are many many of these free spatial models on our website um, there's also webinars live and archived so all of these can be used there's also a community um, i'll talk a little bit more about that one later so in addition to all of that I invite universities and our customers to a technology update and a personalized WebEx at any time. Usually I reinforce this at the beginning of the semesters. So if you are a customer and you want to learn about the latest and greatest features like machine learning or deep learning or have specific questions on a workflow or maybe you have a student who is starting a project, I'm always happy to connect on an individual basis and walk you through whatever you need. So those are all kind of the things that we have going on, not just the, the products and, and the bundles to purchase for education, but all of the extras that are associated with it. Well, and that does sound like a very robust um, set of offerings. And you pointed out uh, some key aspects that 
really make it easier uh, for students to come up to speed on the software, the training, the available data, the spatial models, and the network uh, resources. I definitely want to follow up with you on that. Uh, you just the uh, support community aspect um, later on. Uh, but now let's just uh, bring Elliot into the conversation. Uh, good morning, Elliot, and welcome back. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. So, Elliot, how does Hexagon U.S. Federal build on that framework that Mike uh, just described for us to provide educational support and training resources to its users? Yeah, so I mean, for the most part, we actually piggyback really heavily on uh, what Mike's work uh, puts forward and what the Hexagon GSP uh, has out there to access. So we utilize a lot of the same training. Um, we can pull on the same programs. And obviously, a lot of these things are offered through um, groups and universities that we're targeting together. But when we really start to hone in on the U.S. federal market, we have a we have several folks on staff um, who are dedicated to helping very similarly to what Mike just described, which is on a one-on-one -on -one basis, sort of going through the latest feature sets, um, helping to set up particular programs or projects. Um, we can help provide tutorials and um, best practices on setting up spatial models or pipelines for accessing new imagery or doing things sort of in an automated fashion. And and so we do a lot of that on a regular basis. Additionally, um, we, we go to a lot of um, annual conferences for several of our customers. Uh, one specifically that came up last year was the Fish and Wildlife we present there annually um, and get them into some very large training courses going over sort of the AI ML side of things like Mike was talking about. So we like to engage at, uh, in similar ways and piggyback on content that we've generated so that we can sort of build on top of that curriculum and then provide it out with, you know, a little bit of extra for the particular uh, government customers that we're talking to at the time. Well, that's great to hear when you're able to you know, really tune in that general uh, set of resources to a specific audience like the Fish and Wildlife uh, group that uh, must make it you know, so much more beneficial to them and they're much more um, in tune with the capabilities and then able to, you know, right after that kind of training, go ahead and just start using the, the packages. Yeah, absolutely. It was interesting last year. We had some cool interactions with them where we found a new use case uh, for counting birds. And we actually worked together uh, with some folks on Mike's team and put together a really neat webinar and sort of shared that out with the larger um, the, the larger market so folks could see this particular use case and how you could use uh, Imagine to do something like that. So it was, it was really cool. Awesome. Well, and that's actually a great lead in to my next question for Mike, where we've talked uh, in general about resources and software and used, you know, kind of geospatial uh, in a more general term. But uh, Mike, Ellie just mentioned, or as imagine, uh, can you just kind of give us a little bit of an overview on the software platforms and applications that are available through the educational programs? Sure. So pretty much everything that we have to offer, all technology has an education program associated with it. Um, and that includes some obviously discounted pricing and options for academics and researchers. So we've got the desktop education program, and that includes all of our desktop software in a bundle. So Erdas Imagine and its add-ons, you get the highest level with professional uh, Imagine Photogrammetry, as well as add-ons there and Geomedia. So that's probably our most well-known and most used throughout the world. But we also have other programs like Smart Maps for EDU, 
Um, this is available on the cloud um, for people to be able to use things like our feature anal analyzer smart map um, in their maybe intro to GIS courses. It's all done through a browser, so no installation or licensing. So it's a very easy way to get access. We also have MapX for EDU, and MapX is also a smart map application, um, but is basically a remote sensing application created for defense through a browser. So um, a great way to access remote sensing and be able to run some specific spatial models um, all done on a browser. We also have MapX, oh, sorry, Map Enterprise for EDU. And what this one allows you to do is to install our main Map Enterprise solution um, either locally on premise or up onto a cloud, and then to build customized geospatial applications. Um, and those could be really anything that has a mobile component to it, um, a, a GIS component as well, geoprocessing. So, Map Enterprise is kind of the one stop shop to build your own customized geospatial applications on the cloud. Uh, it's a great way for students to really learn what they're probably going to be doing in the workforce and and as their careers move forward it is really the way of, of the future of geospatial and then we also have luciad for edu and luciad is a set of apis so if you have a developer developer experience and um, you would like to create your own applications connecting to various data sources, um, and that could be desktop, server, or browser, and develop your own applications that way. Um, Luciad is great for situational awareness, predictive analytics, and um, dynamic data, so data that is, is moving and, and in real time. So those are all offered, as well as a campus-wide grant. So if your university is really um, perhaps struggling um, with budget, but you still want to teach students a different software, um, we have what's called the campus-wide grant. And it is ERDAS Imagine, the basic level version, which is called Essentials, as well as Geomedia Essentials, so the base level. And it's completely free. So you can subscribe to this package and use Imagine um, very simply to visualize data um, and, and teach students a, a different application maybe than, than what you already have. So these are all available um, as, as programs within the Hexagon Geospatial U program as a whole. Well, that's fantastic. That sounds like you've got versions of essentially every application and platform available from Hexagon Geospatial uh, now um, being made available to educators and students through the EDU programs. Correct, yes. So I do want to follow up on smart maps, which you mentioned, and I know at one point you were personally involved in conducting hands-on workshops, essentially um, you know, hackathon sort of uh, get-togethers, uh, which I really thought was a great way to get students hands-on without having training, without having a, a big background, and really see uh, just the, the power and the excitement of working with uh, geospatial software. Can you uh, kind of go through that um, experience for us, describe that for our listeners? 
Sure. So there's been several different hackathons. The very first one when we launched um, the SmartMap platform was the Ignite contest. So the Ignite contest was all about submitting an idea to use the SmartMap platform. We had 156 submissions globally. 20 were selected and out of those 20 to go on to develop their smart map application two of those were actually universities so i thought that was very interesting that they went on to develop and create smart maps one of which was actually a game for um, k through 12 for geography classes so very interesting ideas and kind of thinking outside of the box of what a smart map could potentially be um, I also did a mapathon at one of at Geoint with the USGIF students. So we had an hour and a half to teach the platform uh, feature analyzer very simply. We provided some example data to the students in case they didn't have their own data and they were uh, and they then created their own smart map. Uh, and feature analyzer view. So some of the students had their own data and they were able to create a very comprehensive smart map and feature analyzer view within that time frame. So we had a contest and both of the winners, we had two winners in that hackathon, were invited to our Hexagon Live um, conference that we have in Las Vegas. I also conducted another hackathon called Map Madness, which was all done online uh, for academics. And then finally, the last thing we still have going on now is we have sandboxes for both Map Enterprise and Map X. So since these um, applications, you have to install them, what we've done is we've actually set up a testing sandbox on site at Hexagon so that you can simply ask for a login and we will send you the information so that you can play around with the platform in the sandbox, test it, get to know and use it without having to install it on your own campus or with that in your own university. So it's a great opportunity to get an idea of what these this technology can do. Um, we also have curriculum and tutorials for you to follow and data. Uh, for these sandboxes. So if you're at all interested, um, you can let us know and we'd be happy to send you the URL and a testing login. Wow, that's great. It sounds like some very uh, rewarding experiences, not just for the students, but also for you. You're very uh, involved and to get um, so hands-on must be really, you know, rewarding for you as well. All right, Elliot, so what are some other ways that Hexagon US Federal is helping to cultivate and enrich the geospatial workforce of the future? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So on our side of the fence, um, again, very similarly to what Mike does, we like to engage with universities and other programs uh, that potentially have applicability within the federal space. We look for problem sets within the US federal government um, and try to bring those things as activities or as internships or as year long projects in capstone courses. And one of those examples, we work with George Mason University. And as we're seeing within uh, the government space, you know, either within RFIs or discussions we have with our customers, finding actual problems that they're having on a day to day basis, we then go to George Mason and sort of help to wrap up one of their capstone courses around a, a full semester 
semester long project in order to solve one of these complex problems. In the past, we've done things about like data integrity, um, visualization of cyber attacks, like all sorts of really interesting things, all having to do with geospatial, but sort of non-traditionally. And we provide those students with access to several of our software packages like Lucid, uh, which again, as Mike said, is made up of APIs and SDKs so that you can actually build your application exactly to the specification you need, or uh, giving them a, a head start with something like a smart map. So that's been very rewarding and has been a really interesting endeavor for us with George Mason. We've had some, some great outcomes there. And then we also have done things like we talked about in the last episode with Delta State, um, where we actually help to train their students uh, utilizing our platforms to build products and services, again, for the for the government specifically. But uh, moreover, the time that they get to spend interacting with our staff, troubleshooting, a lot of the work that we've done with Delta State specifically has been around cartography. So sort of the art and science of cartography and how those things can be blended uh, utilizing our software has been a really interesting experience. So it's sort of piles on again, you know, to what Mike and the entire U uh, program is doing, but then we try to specialize it to the customer problems that we see on a day-to-day -day basis. That's awesome. And that really does seem to be so important for the students where they will, through this experience, understand uh, the real world applications, the customer challenges. And so when they're ready to go beyond uh, this kind of learning or training phase, they're they're better equipped to be a contributing member of that geospatial workforce. So, Elliot, this is our last episode. We're getting to the end of it. It's actually the end of the series. Any final words of advice or points that you'd like to pass along to our listeners? Sure. I think I would uh, stand firm on what I said, I think, episode one, which is geospatial is rapidly changing and evolving. Um, as Mike said, there's a lot of different things going on from what you know we may have done in school, which was very desktop focused and sort of individually analytic focused. Now, a lot of things are going to the cloud. Geospatial is being integrated everywhere. I mean, you can make really cool maps in Microsoft Excel, which is incredible. So I think... Um, I would go back to the original statement of find something that you're passionate about in in some lane of business or some lane of uh, of um, how you can support the business, whether that's through marketing or directly into GIS. You know, there's all sorts of avenues and then figure out how GIS technologies can help to supplement what you're doing. It can be applied in so many different ways. Um, you know, so just focusing on defense type aspects or doing geospatial analysis on imagery is no longer required. It can be used for all sorts of things and just be used as part of your toolkit to excel in what you're doing. That's awesome. Well, and, and of course, it, we would be remiss if we did not end this series on geospatial careers and professional development without hearing some closing words from Hexagon Geospatial's global education manager. So, Mike, can you pass along any information regarding the support that Hexagon Geospatial provides to the educational community or any final words of advice that you might have? Sure. Well, I absolutely agree with Elliot that um, geospatial is is everywhere. It's in every vertical market. It's in every industry. And it's, it's so exciting to see um, it progress. So I would say for for some advice is to take advantage of what we're offering and and take advantage of all of it right so maybe budgets are strapped but you could still use the campus-wide grant that is completely free 
There is not just simply an exchange of here's an Imagine license, good luck. We also have this free e-training, this free curriculum, all of these spatial models, tutorials, and most importantly, the community. Um, so I would advise everyone to take advantage of all of these extras that we offer. The user community only grows if users actually use it. Um, I would also say to continue um, to follow Hexagon as a company. I can't tell you how fast that we are changing, we're evolving, and really leading this space in world technology. It's so it's growing so fast and it's so exciting. So find someone from Hexagon um, and stay in touch and watch us, watch us grow and evolve in the new things that are happening. Um, I've never too busy for students or professors um, to you know connect and to talk about what you want to do and your goals, your projects, and how we can help. Follow us on social media, subscribe to our newsletters. There's all types of ways to stay connected and involved. And we want anyone that wants to use Hexagon technology in their research and in their studies to have that opportunity. So please reach out, connect with us, and we will do our best to help you out and to make sure that we are uh, progressing geospatial and our industry together. Excellent. Great closing points, Mike and Elliot. And with that, uh, I not only want to thank you for your time in this episode throughout the whole podcast series and the insights that you passed along, but also thank you for the roles that you're providing here, giving such great support to the academic community. So thank you both. And thank you listeners for tuning in to Location Intelligence on HXG and Radio. For more great stories and podcasts, including preceding episodes of this series, please visit hxgandspotlight.com.